Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to 1 John chapter 4 and uh, meet me at verse 7. 1 John chapter 4 verse 7. The author of this book, this epistle, this letter is the Apostle John, the one whom Jesus loved. And he wrote five books of scripture and uh, he wrote the Gospel of John, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, and the Revelation of Jesus Christ. And here we find in 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Say that last, those last three words for me together. God is love. Say it one more time. Now say it like you mean it. Say it loud like you mean it. Amen. God is love. As we enter into February, and uh, you know February is known as Black History Month. February is also known as love because of Valentine's Day there as well. We understand that when we find out that God is love, I mean, everything that's uh, surrounded, that's enveloped around this word love has to do with God because God is the source of love. God is the originator of love. God is the spirit of love. God is love. It's not what God has. It's who he is. God is love. And everything that is birthed out of the love of, uh, out of love comes from God. But anything that is of love without God is sin. And so let me say it this way. You can't have God without love. But you can have love without God. That is called sin. Love without God is sin. But love with God is holy, is what's right. And you might be saying, well, what is, what is love without God? Well, if, if someone says they love little children in a, in a, in the wrong way, that is sin. If someone loves someone else's wife, Or husband, that is sin. If you love someone in the wrong way, the opposite, if you love the same sex in the wrong way, that is sin. Come on, somebody say sin. So love, you know, you can have this uh, love without God, but just recognize that love without God is sin, but you cannot have God without love. So you can't have God without love, but you can have love without God. And I've noticed that humans, since we have come into existence, we have craved love. Love is what we have desired. Our, our whole makeup, our whole DNA is, is encompassed with love. We've got to have love. We've got to receive love. We've got to be able to give love. And God is the source of love. He's the originator and the orchestrator of love. But we crave Love And too many times we seek God, but then we also flee God at the same time. 
And if God is love and we need love and we desire love, we, we seek after God, but then we flee God all at the same time. And as I've been thinking about God is love, I started thinking about there are four Greek words that um, describe what love is. Now, in our English vocabulary, we just say love. So we love our dog. We love the hamburger. We love the shoes you got on. I love your haircut. And I also love my spouse. Right. And and we think all of that is just somehow love. But the Greek language divides all of these kinds of love. And there are four words that the Greek language uh, describes what love really is. And I'm going to do my best by the help of the Holy Spirit over the next four weeks. Talk about each Greek word where love is concerned. The first one is eros. And we'll talk about that today. The second one, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, and if I if I'm not, don't correct me. But it's storage. Uh, and that the third one is uh, phileia. Uh, and, the, and the last one is agape. And I was going to spend the next four weeks talking about agape love. And the Lord, the Lord challenged me and said, I want you to look into these four words in depth. And I want you to study them out. And so this week, I begin to study them out. And today, we're going to talk about eros. Eros. Somebody say eros. Now, how many of you have seen, uh, you know, this little baby with an arrow and, and he shoots people with an arrow and then they fall in love, right? Who, who, who do we call that? Cupid, Cupid right? Well, that's Cupid. He's going around shooting people and they fall in love. Well, the Greek counterpart for the Roman Cupid is Eros. It's the Greek counterpart. And so this uh, Eros love is a love that is physical. It's a love that has attraction. It's a love that has desire. It's a love that has some form of a self-motivation behind it. Uh, it's, a, it's a type of love that fulfills some kind of self-gratification. And from the root of this word, eros, it is a romantic love. Now, over time, this eros word has uh, been changed. You know, words somehow change over time. And it's been changed to almost be like pornania, which would be where we get the word porn. Or it has changed to where it's become lust. And so because of that, Paul, the Apostle Paul, when he built all the, the churches and as he established churches, one of the major things that he fought against was sexual sin. He fought against this sort of eros type of love that evolved from a romantic sort of love to a uh, sinful kind of love. And he fought against that all the time. And he fought against it so hard that in the New Testament, we don't even see the word eros in there because it is a debased word because it includes some form of sexual sin. But in and of itself, at the root of the word, it is not a sinful word. It is a romantic word. It is a word that you need in your relationships. If you are married, you need to have some form of physical attraction to, the, to your mate. If you're married, you need to have some form of desire for your mate. 
If you're married, you need to have some form of, some, some form of longing like, Stacy, I love you, but I need you to scratch my back right now. Come on, somebody. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I know I, know I want to give, and we, we look at love as giving, and it is a giving word. Don't misunderstand. I'm praying that y'all get what I'm saying. It's a giving word, but this eros love is more of a receiving word. And it's wrong when you get into lust. When you get into activity outside of marriage, then it's sinful. But inside of a marriage, it's a blessed, beautiful way of describing your intimacy, your love, your desire, and your attraction for your mate. And because of promiscuity, because people just begin to do what they want to do, this, this word began to be degraded and and belittled and really eliminated from the Christian circles. And that's why we don't see it in the New Testament because Paul fought against this thing because people were saying, well, I love, I love that prostitute. No, you don't love that prostitute. That's lust. But they got it interchanged. They got it mixed up. And as I begin to study this word, I found something about this love. And I'm going to say it this way because it's going to blow your mind. But it's, it's the, the God kind of Eros love that he has for us. Now, as I was studying this and talking about this, people start, in the, in the, in, you know, I talk to people and, and study, people start saying, well, isn't Eros just only sexual? And it's evolved into that. And there is a great sort of, you need it in a marriage to, to, to consummate this marriage and to keep it together. But when it originally started, it wasn't just sexual. It was desire. It was, I want a relationship with you. And my desire is to be with you. My desire is to hang with you. My desire is to get to know you. My desire is you. And we find here in Song of Solomon, chapter 7, verse 10, and matter of fact, all of these verses are going to come from the Old Testament because the Old Testament talk about this kind of love. The New Testament refers to Eros love, such as scriptures like the marriage bed is undefiled and, and, and those sort of things. It refers to it, but it doesn't explicitly talk about it, but the Old Testament does. And we find here in Song of Solomon, look at this verse, chapter 7, verse 10, I am my beloved's. And his desire is toward me. Now, before I break the scripture down, I want you to understand that all of Song of Solomon is a book of love and it's a book of eros. It's a book of physical desire, attraction, vibe, connection, magnet. We've got to get together and we can't stay apart. I've got to be with you. That's the whole book is about. But if we look at it, instead of looking at it as a way between a man and his fiance, which is how it's written, start looking at it in a way God looking at it towards you. And he's saying, I am my beloved's and his desire is toward me. Now we're talking about romance. We're talking about two people who fall in love and begin a relationship. His desire is toward me. So I am my beloved's God. I am God's and God's desire is toward me. 
Uh, say this out loud. I belong to you. Now, now, now close your eyes and you're talking to God. Now say it again. I belong to you. Now, now what you're saying there is that I, I am yours. Uh, your desire is toward me. So therefore I belong to you. See, it's a, it's a different kind of love because we, I've always taught it this way and I've always heard it taught this way that God is a father and he is. But there's another aspect of God. Did you know there's a lot of aspects of God that we don't understand? There's another aspect of God where God is telling us, I am your beloved. I am in a relationship with you. And it's not a father-daughter relationship. It's not a father-son relationship. Follow me here. I'm in a love relationship with you. God is saying, I am in love with you. Now, you, you got to get this. You got to get this because as a, as a man, full disclosure, when I was studying this out, I started saying, well, you know, I don't, you know, I'm a, I'm a man's man. You know, I, I, you know, I don't, all this love stuff, you know. I don't, you know, I'm, you in love with me and all, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know about all that. And the Lord, that's why I said, I was out of my comfort zone. The Lord said, you need to start seeing me and you in a relationship. And I'm not talking about a friendship. In a love relationship with the spirit of love himself. And I belong to him. And so we find here and look at Psalms 45, 11. Psalms 45, 11. It says, the king, so the king will greatly desire your beauty because he is your Lord, worship him. Now pause, the king, God himself, is greatly desiring your beauty. Now we're talking about a different kind of love here. That he is actually saying, I'm attracted to you. You are my desire. I'm your Lord, but I'm attracted to you. Watch this. Literally, God is saying, I see you with the gaze of tenderness. My love for you is not based on your performance. It's based on my attraction. Mm. It's not based on what you do for me. It's based on what I'm doing for you. And I greatly desire your beauty. Isaiah 54, 5. Isaiah 54, 5. For your maker is your husband. We're not talking about a father at this aspect. We're not talking about the spirit. God is saying, I'm your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. He told us who the husband is. It's the Lord of hosts. And your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole world. Now, I don't know about you, but when God says, I'm your husband, He's taking on a totally different responsibility than we have ever even 
imagined. When he says, I'm your husband, what is the role? What is the role of a husband? I wrote some things down here. Uh, obviously, the, the duties and the role of a husband is to love. Number one, love. Matter of fact, uh, another one is to lead. He's supposed to lead and guide you. Another one is to feed you. That means sustain you and nourish you and provide for you. And the other one is to protect you. And the Lord says, for your maker is your husband. Did you know that Jesus in the New Testament described himself as the bridegroom? So he's telling us there's a, there's a different relationship that I want to have with you. The, the, he says the church is my bride. He didn't say the church is my daughter. The ch Listen, you and I are sons and daughters. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm trying to see you. I'm trying to get you to see a different aspect of what God's trying to say here. That I am your husband. So let, let me give you an illustration. So when I, I met Stacy, Stacy and I were friends. We met at a church. We, we became friends first. And at some point, I started realizing and noticing, I, I really like this girl. You know, and I've got the, you know, we're hanging out, we're having a good time, and I like her. And, and then uh, we developed a friendship, and then we continue on, and then it got to the place. I had, actually, I had an appendectomy, an emergency appendectomy. They rushed me to the emergency room, and then I wake up out of surgery, and there's Stacy. And I was like, oh. <laughs> First person I saw. She, she found the hospital. She just knew right where I was. And then I would go to sleep, and it was 2 in the morning, and I would wake up, and there she was, just sitting in the room. And I thought... Oh, my goodness. Wow. You know, uh, uh, well, you guys, we're family, full disclosure. So, you know, that's when I started realizing, like, man, there's something there. Well, then, then one of my ex-girlfriends tried to come visit me. I'm like, what you doing here? Uh, uh, I mean, this, that's called a distraction. Come on, somebody. Somebody shout distraction. That's when I said, no, no, no. What are you doing here? Get, get on out of here. I already got who I want here. And then as we developed and then I got to the point now we're in romance now. And I'm meaning like I desire, I, I want to be, I want to, I want to take care of her. So the, the first thing I did was I bought a ring and I went to a ring store and all I'm thinking about is her and what kind of ring she likes. And I talked to her best friend to figure out what's her size and all this and that. And I bought a ring. Somebody shout cash. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go into debt for that ring. I bought that thing cash. Glory to God. Some people got ring payments. Uh, well, if that's you, uh, ask the Lord for forgiveness. But I bought that thing cash, right? And I, I got the ring, and we went out to dinner, and, and after dinner, it was on my birthday. And I went to dinner, and, and afterwards, we, we go back, and we go to this little park, uh, I, and, and I dropped to a knee, and I asked her, will you marry me on my birthday? I desired to be with her. I desired to take care of her. I desire to lead and guide and watch over her and make sure that all her wants and her needs are satisfied. And, and I'll be here for you. And I got you. You're attractive to me. You're beautiful to me. I'm going to take care of you. You don't have to worry about a thing because I'm going to take care of you. That's what the Lord is saying to you and I. He says, I'm your husband. 
Ooh, just just let that settle for a second. Like I know, and I was I was struggling in that because I know us men. Well, I don't need a husband, you know. I'm a man. I don't need a no no no. I, I need someone to lead me, and guide me, and take care of me, and satisfy all my wants and desires and needs. I need someone to say, "I'm your husband, and I'm going to take care of you." In Jeremiah chapter three, verse fourteen, look at this. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 14. Jeremiah says, the, the Lord says here in Jeremiah, return, O backslidden children, <laughs> says the Lord. Now watch this. Look at the next one. For I am married to you. Oh, my gosh. We are married to him. I will take you, one from one city and two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion. I'm going to bring you to a great place. Matter of fact, God's sitting here telling you, I don't just love you, I like you too. <laughs> I, I, I actually like you. And you said, you're backslidden, but I am married to you. Follow me, church. And if those of you in here that are not married, you want to be married, and that, that is the desire of ours, it shall happen in the name of Jesus. It will happen. It will happen. And then there are those who are here that are married, and, and you may have a, a rocky marriage or a bad marriage or it's not working out right. God can reconcile and restore that thing. But from this moment, I want you to contemplate a great marriage. What does a great marriage look like? I remember when I was a kid, we used, we used to watch the Cosby show and everybody thought, you know, Bill and Claire, that was a great parents, you know, great mother and father and a great family. And, and we would look to them as the, America's family, right? And woo, and we, it was just TV, right? But we just thought, man, what a great family. And we watched it and we wanted to know what was going on in Theo's and Vanessa Live. And we wanted to know what was going on Rudy. And we wanted to know what was going on in all their lives. And Sandra and Denise, we wanted to know because it was a great family. It was led by great parents. God is saying, I'm better than the Cosbys. I'm, my marriage with you is better than that. Contemplate for a moment. I've been doing this all week long. God is not just simply my father. God is in a relationship with me. And it's an intimate, deep relationship. He, he's intimacy. He, he's into me. He's into me. Listen, he, he, he doesn't just put up with you. He's into you. He, he doesn't just say, well, that's, that's, that, that's that raggedy child that, you know, somehow I, I just, you know, I had to accept. No, he said, I am into you. It's you that I am into. I am married to you. I will take care of you. I will watch over you. I, 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 I will provide for you. Why are you afraid when I'm into you? And, and this is what's, you, you know, scriptures say that God is a jealous God. Have you read those verses? Why is he jealous? Because you are spending time with someone else when you should be with your mate. You are not spending time with him. He's like, I'm a jealous God. So when you go do all that other stuff, it makes me jealous. Likewise, if Stacy was doing some stuff that wasn't spending time with me and doing other stuff, I would be a jealous husband. Don't, don't look at me like I'm so crazy. You would be too. 
You'd be like, oh my gosh, what? I, I mean, are you something on that TV that you're in love with? Something on that phone? What? Why are you not spending time with me? It's the same way God's saying. I'm into you. I'm married to you. I am your husband. In Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17, Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. This is in the, the contemporary English version. It's not going to be on the screen, but listen to my words. The Lord your God wins victory after victory and is always with you. He celebrates and sings because of you. And he will refresh your life with his love. The Lord has promised your sorrow has ended and you can celebrate. Now, now let me back up. He says, I like this. He celebrates and sings because of you. It, it's not because of him. It's not because of what he can do for you is why he's celebrating. He's singing and celebrating because of you. You are the apple of his eye. You are his mate. You are his responsibility. You are his pride and joy. You are his beauty. You are why he continues to do what he's doing. It's because of you. You belong to him. And, 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 and when you depart this earth, that's why it says precious in the sight of the Lord and the, is the death of his saints. Because he's like, we, I've been with you from a, from a certain form of a distance, but now I can be with you forever. And many of us don't want to be with him forever because we don't, we're so scared of dying. And we're just, I'm just afraid to die and I'm going to do everything I can to stay alone. And the Lord's saying, listen, 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 listen. Uh, it's, Paul said it's better uh, to live, but death is gain. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, he, he was like, listen, I, 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 I'm ready to go be with my maker. I'm ready to go be with my husband. I'm ready to go be with the one who loves me. I'm ready to go be with them because they love me and I belong to them. And they're going to take me to a place of heaven that's a place already prepared for me. There's a, there's, there's a place already prepared for you in this afterlife. And God's saying, I love you. I'm your husband. I'm married to you. I want to be with you. I am deeply, madly, furiously, ferociously in love with you. This is what the Lord's saying. It's, he's not playing about this. I mean, for a man to say, I am your husband. He's not playing about this. Why are you worried about this? Do you know who I am? And you're worried about this. And scriptures tells us that he celebrates and sings because of you. You make him glad. He, and we'll talk about this later, but he, in order to have reconciliation and restoration with you, he gave you the best gift that he could ever give. He gave you Jesus, his son, which is God in the flesh. He gave you himself. He couldn't give no, he couldn't give no greater than to give you him. And then he said, listen, this ultimate substitutionary sacrifice is simply 
uh, sufficient, but I'm going to go uh, a step further. I'm going to put me on the inside of you in the form of the precious Holy Spirit. And I'm never going to leave you and I'm never going to forsake you. And I'm always with you. And 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 you, yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you shall fear no evil for I am with you. Glory to God. Are y'all getting this today? Who am I talking to today that's understanding there's a different relationship that God wants to have with you? And I know it's love, 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 but he's saying, no, I am in love with you. I, I want to be with you. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead.